Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and I've got two participants from Iron Thunder with me, Tim and Renee. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good. It's my morning. I'm waking up. That's right. You have a weird schedule. So. Yeah. So see, it's uh, it's yeah. 5 p.m. and I just woke up. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, if it's 5 p.m. and I just woke up, it means I, I had way too much fun the night before. <laughs> Way it's much. 5 p.m. and I finished for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Even all my exercise is done for the day because I start really early. I start at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I've got, to, I've got to finish a few exercises, but. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so let's start off with, um, let's start off with Renee. Go ahead and tell us a little about yourself for those that don't know you. I've met Renee a long time ago, but. Go ahead and let the listeners know kind of a little about you and who you are and your your background. Hi, my name is Renee Larson. Um, in my private life, I'm a human resources manager. Um, in my play life, I get to, I go to obstacle course races and I do endurance events. I've done World Cup of Connor, 24 hour. I um, did the uh, Spartan Ultra 24 hour race just a month ago. I like to do these uh, beast events that are 12 and 6 hours long. It's fun to be outside, do things with your friends. And um, I've got, tri- I've got a, tri- a couple of trifectas under my belt. I did two this year, one last year. And I got my Holy Grail last year. And That's for people good. Who don't know what a ho- and for people who don't know what a Holy Grail is, it's not a smart thing. It's a tough mother thing. It's where you do three kind of endurance events. You do Tough Butter for Time, you do an eight-hour event, and then you do a 24-hour event. Yikes. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your idea of fun and mine sometimes I think very – I mean, I'm crazy on a certain level, but I think you're, you're, yeah, you, your idea of fun goes above mine. <laughs> It's, oh. it's, yeah. Well, that's why the beast. That's why the beast events are fun because when you do those ones, they're not doing the same course over and over again. You're doing something unique yeah. and different each time. So. Yeah. Which is good. So. So we know a little bit about Renee now. Let, let's learn a little bit about Tim. Tim, go ahead. Kind of give us a little background on you. And I'll be honest. I don't know if I've ever actually met you. So uh, I don't think we have met. Um, this yeah. is actually my very first uh, beast event. Um, I lurked on the page for a while, and I've been Spartan racing for about five years now. I have one trifecta and like eight or nine sprints and like three supers under my belt. 
Um, this is my first real endurance event. Um, it was fun. Uh, anyway, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Tim Garvey. I'm 28. I work up at Tallulah Preserve Casino. I'm a slot technician, previously security over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like to get down dirty and muddy and beat myself up. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You'll fit right in with the beast. So mm -hmm. this is going to be kind of fun because we're going to have two different um, two different perspectives. You have Renee who's done a whole bunch of these, and then this is pretty much your first kind of endurance event. So that'll be fun on this. Renee, are your winter wipers on? I do. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can hear in the background and I'm like, what's that noise? I'm very close, so I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of give us, Tim, as, a, as being your first real endurance event, give me kind of an idea of your thoughts. I mean, you haven't done one before and this is kind of your jump into it. Hey, give me some thoughts on how you feel afterwards. So when I went into it, I was thinking it would be like a hurricane heat, which for for disclaimer, I have not done yet, but I am training for. And I had heard that they were they were on the farther end of the Sufferfest kind of um, endurance event where they're supposed to be like, oh, you're, you're going to beat yourself up and you're going to hate yourself during, but you're going to love yourself afterwards. This, this yeah. wasn't this. wasn't that. This was... It kind of sucked during the warm-up because going from waking up to doing <laughs> tons of squats and mountain climbers and burpees, uh, and when you're like on five hours of sleep, that's that's something different. Um, but after the warm-up, it was it was fun the whole way through. It was there was a lot of larping. Um, <laughs> so Adam had obviously come back from Iceland thinking about uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons quite a bit. And you can tell because he looked very much into his. There was a part where we were sneaking through the um, through the marshlands, and he was like, "Everyone, be quiet! They're sleeping gnomes. You must not wake them, or they will bite you." <laughs> that was hilarious. Now I'm kind of mad that I missed it. That sounds fun. <laughs> it was it was funny, and I was trying not to laugh the whole time. Yikes. What were you saying, Renee? Oh, this one was really different than um, the other events. I mean, it was tough, and believe me, hauling that, that shield around all night was heavy. But it was it was just kind of fun and lighthearted and wasn't a whole lot of punishment. It was just we got things to do, and we were going to play with the shield. It was, it was, it was just uh -huh. a, it was a good old time. And he's right. It was like. I haven't done LARPing, but I've known people who have done LARPing, so we were kind of playing the role. I really no. liked when we tried to, when we were calling the thunder, <laughs> what was it, the god of the thunder, the thunder, the iron thunder god? Uh, that was, that was Calling so down fun. the iron thunder and then trying to reclaim yeah. it. Yeah. Like, a, like really an fun. ancient ritual. Yeah. Wow. I, I guess he said it was sort of an ancient ritual. It was a ritual because they had done it at a soccer match, but... You stood there on the iron cross, and then when he uh, hit, when he went bump bump or clap clap, you had to clap your hands over your head, and we just and you, so he just 
slowly did it faster and faster, and it was just, it was fun. Like a, um, like a rallying ritual, almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but after we did that, it was kind of like, okay, I'm glad you saved it to the end, because you're kind of like, well, we did that, now we're done. <laughs> it was right at the end, so that was cool. Yeah. That's a cool way to end it. Yeah, the, the first thing Alex we had to do was some interesting ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, it was just a, it was a lot of walking around. We didn't really do a whole lot of running. We did some running. It was really fun to learn how to do the um, shield formations. And then they would, and then we'd walk, and they'd call them out, and then they'd say you have enemy on the left or enemy on the right, and and you'd have to tighten up, and they'd come and see if they could tip over your shield and your barricade, and see if they could push you over, and if you had something that was hanging out, and they could and they could tag you, like if your hand was out or your leg was out, and they could tag you, then then you would lose a body part, and you'd have to do a sacrifice to get the body part back. <laughs> yeah, I think just... Kelly lost a foot. Kelly lost a foot, and we had to do, we all as a group had to do 10 shield burpees to appease the sage Brian, <laughs> which was uh, 10 burpees each with, while keeping this giant two by four foot uh, chunk of plywood with four bricks taped to it, <laughs> doing burpees oh, yeah, with those still cast your arms, and that was very challenging. <laughs> Yeah, shield burpees were very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I mean I was just sort of out of my comfort zone. We actually had to make those shields and I've brought duct tape with me every single time and I've used maybe four 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 strands of it. And this time we actually I only brought a small piece of duct tape because I've hauled that thing around and duct tape's really heavy when you've got a full roll of it. And this time I yeah. actually needed two rolls of duct tape. Luckily, Kay, yeah, Kelly I ran out of that tape. <laughs> yeah, luckily Kelly had some extra, and she let me to it. But we actually, what do we have? Like twenty or thirty minutes to build our shield, and then they had to check it out to make sure it wouldn't fall apart. And and we had to carry. So what you built, you got to carry. Uh, and that was interesting mm -hmm. to me because I actually realized that I'm really a slave to um, making things even. <laughs> so my bricks were in the center, my handholds were in the center, my handholds were all centered, and if I'd just gotten a little less off the center for my handholds, I probably would have had a better time hauling it around all night long. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things you live and learn. I mean, not everyone builds a shield every day, so it's kind of a off thing. Yeah, and when yeah, we were man. when we were moving around, I remember that Renee was it was whacking her knees all like every <laughs> single step, wasn't it? It, it the was. Knees. I mean, it would, yeah, it was, well, what is it? A four foot piece of plywood, and I'm five two, so you really didn't have any place to <laughs> to put that plywood. I only had you know six inches on the bottom and six inches on the top, so yeah, you'd mm -hmm. whack yourself in the knees. I do have a nice, I did have a nice bruise on my shin the next day. And I'm bad. And um, I'm glad we only made us take two of those four bricks on our on our shield, though. That would have been awful mm -hmm. to take three. 
Wow. It always amazes me sometimes. I try and figure out where does where do they come up with these ideas? I mean, who? who yeah. I think Adam just has a whole cacophony of things inside his head. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to know what's in Adam's head. He's yeah. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he goes to the library and picks up like old uh, Dungeons and Dragons books or you know old heavy metal magazines and picks out ideas from those. Like he's rolling over ancient tomes to find ancient knowledge. <laughs> Definitely what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, well, some of stuff, yeah, well, some of the stuff he was saying really sounded like he must have done some research somewhere. <laughs> I think it's Janelle. Janelle's like a crazy Viking, so I think that's what it is. Uh, my, Adam just has one of those really, really creative minds that if you just give him he one does. idea, I think he can, he can do a hundred things off of it. He does. That's why I always yeah. that's why I always tell people don't give him any ideas. No. <laughs> I remember you saying like that. I um. <laughs> I, I had uh, heard the other podcast, and uh-huh. I, I briefly whispered something about spiders, and I hear Renee go, don't you dare say that. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's, no, he's fun. It's, and, but if you say something, he, he's going to turn it into something else, and then but you know, this was um, I, the last one we did where we did the full, we did an exercise, and I think it was not this year, but last year's Beast Breaker. We did um, the floor is lava in the playground. That was really fun, and I would say that this this shield thing where we're getting to play in the woods with our shields and and do stuff was was really just up there was being as fun as that part of that event. So he did make it. He did a good job. It wasn't good, but I mean it was tough. But it was a good spot for people to, I think, who hadn't done an event before to join in and do something that was tough, but it was also fun at the same time. And yeah, I think it would be good for him to do it again. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people get scared of these endurance events because they think it's just going to be really, really hard and, and difficult and maybe not so fun. But... Most of the time, they, when when they try to do it for the beast, they try to make enough component of it that it's fun. That it's that even though there might be some tough parts, there's a lot of really fun stuff. Which is good, and I've heard that from other people too. So, yeah, it's, See, that's it's what I was like thinking. A, I was I was thinking that going in overnight, coming down from Everett, that it was going to be like a giant supper fest. So I bring like like an extra set of clothes, an extra set of socks. I brought extra shoes. I brought like a mini med pack in case I beat the crud out of myself, stuff like that. I, but it was definitely, it was more fun oriented than it was supper oriented. And that will be kind of like what ghost, that'll be what ghost is like, um, except we'll have missions where there'll be certain things that we will have to complete. And but it'll be fun while you're completing it. So if you're thinking of doing a longer one, if you put this one and you just more than tripled it, that'll be what Ghost will be. Okay. So. Okay, because you've done a few of them, haven't you, Renee? Yeah, I did Ghost last year. That was really fun, especially when we got to use Rid. 
what is it? We used chains and, and pulleys and cables, and, and we built a bridge last year. That was really fun. And then so it's just doing something together as a team, and it's fun to, I mean, we didn't have a lot of team things, but we, we did gel as a team. Eventually, we got really good at it. It's just fun to see how you're just, you're not a team or a group, and you're not working together, then all of a sudden you are working as a group. It's, it's fun to see that trans, trans, transition. That is cool. Um, but I don't know what else to say. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a good event. I came away and I was, I was not too tired because it was only five hours and um, I was able to do stuff the next day. It's not like when you do the 12 or the 14 hour that you just gotta kind of, the next day you're not gonna do anything. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So Tim, we pretty much heard a lot of what Renee thought, a little of what you thought. What did you think of it, like I said, for your first one? I mean, kind of give us some more in-depth kind of the things you remember, the things you learned, I mean, any of that kind of stuff. You know, you gotta do it again. Uh, like Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it again. Of course, I'm gonna do it again. Um, like like I said, I thought out going into it, it was gonna be a giant supper fest. And like I took the night off because I work I work graveyards. So I started at 8 p.m. Uh, I got we got there at what we started at five. I don't know. We started at seven. Um, I was home before midnight. I almost I almost went back to work later, but I was like, yeah, let's hang out and chill. Um, it was less physically intense. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a supper fest, so it was a lot less physically intense. It was still challenging, though, don't get me wrong. Um, but it was more the mental aspect and the learning to work with your team, especially when we're, like, moving down those, down those pathways with the shields on, because we have to, because when you're holding the shield, he, wants a, he wanted you to be in, like, a shield, shield wall formation while you're moving, for the most part. So you're trying to overlap shields without having any gaps. And I remember, because I'm I'm five foot eleven, and I'm trying to not smack Renee with my shield while she's smacking herself within the knees with it, uh, and that was very it was very challenging. And then he would have us turn, or like oh enemies on the right, enemies on the left. Um, so we would all have to like pivot from one end to the other uh, to try and match up, and then drop down into a shield wall, a stationary shield wall formation. Or he'd say, oh, there, there are arrows, there are archers throwing arrows at you. And myself and I think, I don't remember his name, uh, very tall guy, the other tall guy there, Renee would probably uh, know. I don't remember his name uh, either, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, we would hop up on top and protect from above. I put uh, James, Renee, and Kelly would drop down into a, a three-pack on the bottom and then the other guy and myself would drop, would uh, would go up on top and put our shields over top to protect, and try not to smash their heads or their fingers. I think uh, the big guy got James in the head because he put his brick down low near the end, trying to even his weight out on his shield, and he he kind of bonked him on the head a little bit. And I remember, I remember getting Renee's fingers once. <laughs> I felt really bad about that, but she bounced back pretty quick. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah, you didn't hurt me. It was just like, well, wait a second, I need my fingers back. <laughs> yeah, we learned and really, really quickly. A... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we learned really, really quickly that we had to have the tall people on the outside. 
and the short people in the middle. Yeah. Because it only took one time where there was a tall person in the middle, and we realized that didn't work at all. Yeah. Because I don't think Kelly could also see over her shield. She had, like, maybe, like, two inches of clear. She's about the same height. Um, and I remember that we, while we were moving down the dark, some of our headlights died, like, mine died, so I couldn't see where I was going. And we constantly, as a group, had a problem where on these paths that are maybe, oh, what, maybe 15 feet wide, they're mainly gravel, and then they go off into the dirt and the, the grass, that we kept listing to the left. We kept getting the, the other big guy, he kept getting in the dirt and everything and off the main path, and we kept having to shift right. And we got about, it happened about 10 times total, but after the second time, we, like, we started preventing ourselves from going there. We would realize we're getting off the beaten path, and we would say, hey, shift right or shift left or, you know, whatever, and we would, we would start calling out how many feet we would start um, shifting over by. Uh, so we'd, we'd get back centered on the, the, the middle path and keep moving on. It was, it was very much tactic-oriented when you think about it. He meant, he meant it to be like old-school Roman military drills, and it's really what it was like um, when you think about like uh, Roman, Roman legionaries with their shields and how they would march in formation. Uh, like marching a phalanx, and uh, they would do the shield wall and the tetsudo, just like the, the Vikings would also do. Uh, and it was it was really, really fun and challenging, both physically and mentally. Nice. So, what kind of advice would you give to someone who was thinking of doing this? Bring um, more duct tape. <laughs> Don't trust because you haven't needed duct tape before that you won't need it this time. <laughs> I got caught this time, luckily. Somebody, somebody helped me out. Um, if you can do, if you can do a, a boot camp class and maybe some kind of an hour of weight class back to back, you can do one of these four to five hour events. Um, it, it's not that big of a stretch from doing something for two hours at the gym. So I, yeah. people, I think, think maybe they haven't done enough and they, they're not going to be able to complete it. But um, you may not be happy doing a 12-hour event if you haven't done something that's three or four hours before outside. But you should be able to, if you've done two hours at the gym, be able to handle one of these. Or you could do okay. it like so I did the first when I did my first 12-hour one, do it by accident. <laughs> I thought it was a, you, know, you signed up for something that you thought was only four hours. It was going to be four hours long, and it ended up it ended up you read it wrong, and it's twelve hours. <laughs> that was my fault. But I survived, and I've only ever I've only ever done like a four or five hour event before. So, so if you can do uh, and if you can do like a beast at the Spartan. You should be able to do one of these 12-hour local events. So it only looks scary. Yeah. See, my problem is, is I, I, as I've said in the podcast before, is I, I'm really good at doing things that I don't research for because I'm already there and I'm like, well, I'm here. So I did my first beast because <laughs> I didn't know research and didn't realize what a beast was. I just knew it was a Spartan. And mm -hmm. yeah. Because that's how I started doing Montana first, the Montana Beast. Like, a, that was brilliant. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, but see, now I know about these endurance events, and I'm like, I've done my research, and now I don't want to do this. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you want, the, you want the opposite direction. I want the direction, oh, and now I've done a beast. I'm going to do a 24-hour event. I'm going to have to work up to that. See, yeah, well, I was started the, with a beast, so. The, so the big guy, I and I remembered his name. His name was Ryan, Ryan Hedinger. Um, he, um, he, he, during the warm-up, he briefly mentioned that he had done the agogi in the past. So, um, yeah. In my mind, I was thinking that he had, he was like, you know, the toughest of the tough, all that. But, you know, he was still, he was also still challenged during this event. You could hear him huffing and puffing with the rest of us, just as much as the rest of us. So, yeah. Ryan's a good guy. How are those boards and those bricks around and climbing up and down the stairs is, can be quite challenging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I the like tower. The there was, yeah. yeah. I was like a, um, long. It was almost like a oh. fire watch tower out there in the uh, the marshlands of um, Van Dorian's Park. And what was it? It was about 50 feet tall, but we about four, two or three curls around the tower itself. And they made us drop our shields and run up as a team, run up to the top, count out the first number, go all the way down to the bottom, run back up, count out the second number, and then do it like three, I think we got three times in two and a half minutes. And then they, yeah, three times they had the us do it again. Time, then they had us do it again during the night. And it, we had to beat our time. After, and that was like, what, an hour later after we had already done like yeah. 30 to 50 shield burpees. So we were we were even more tired out, and they made us go up the same thing again and try to beat our first time. And we actually had to do it. We had to, we failed the first attempts to beat our first time, so we had to immediately go back and try again. <laughs> that was pretty challenging. But we beat it by like, we did, instead of three rounds, we did four rounds in the same amount of time. But shaved yeah. off about 10 to 15 seconds. So it was challenging. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, that's when, that's when I'd have to teach someone CPR so they can revive me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stairs are tough on people, but I actually have grown to like stairs now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a CPR instructor, so it'd pretty much be like, okay, this is what you need to do because I'm about to drop dead. So. <laughs> Can I actually tell you? Uh, my girlfriend. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I actually found it was easier when they started to make us carry our shields on our back so that we didn't get hit by archers. That was the easiest way to carry our shields. So I tried to carry my shield as much as I could that way when we were freed up to do that. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, that different terrain caused you to. Different terrain caused you to uh, carry your shield in different ways. Each one was a different type of strain on your body. Like you'd either carry it on your arm, you carry it on your back. Sometimes you'd be able to um, carry it in your hand, like like uh, like you're carrying a library book almost. Huh? Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can sit there and carry a shield all night. And uh, I've done the, one of the hurricane heats I did was, we called it the, the four-hour bucket brigade. 
Oh. We carried a bucket the whole time. Oh, God. That sounds... That would yeah. be fun. Oh. You know, it was in Seattle. And it was... It was at the, like April of 2016, I think. And yeah, we had to bring, it was a three, it wasn't a big full, like it was only like a three gallon bucket, but it's about impossible to find a three gallon bucket. But uh, yeah, and we filled it with rocks at the very beginning of the four hour and then walked around all night with it. And then at one point, it was about three hours in, we ended up forming a bucket brigade all the way up that big hill that they ended up closing later on because people like were falling down it um, wow. and we went up with the we did a bucket brigade all the way up with the bucket and had to dump and dump them out at the top so it was yeah yeah that doesn't sound fun <laughs> yeah that was, um, the bucket brigade wasn't so bad because it was just like you know you pretty much everyone lined up and we're just handing them up to each other but carrying them all night was horrible I liked the Adams Bucket Brigade better. We um, dipped water out of the stream, had to bring it up the hill and paint the and paint the road wet. And once we painted the road wet, then we could stop doing the Bucket Brigade. I liked that. That was fun. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all ideas in his head. Paint the road the road wet. Paint the road wet. That just sounds. I'm not sure what that sounds like. <laughs> Is that like mopping up the rain? But I can't even make that dirty. Well, there was a river. There was a river at the bottom, and you had to, in your bucket brigade, you had to put water in your bucket, and you had to pile it up, and then and then you had to paint the the pavement so that it was wet, and you had to do it before it dried. It was during the fall or winter months. I can't remember. One of those. It was cold, so. So you could do it, but we had to do it fast enough that the top didn't dry before you got to the bottom. That was a new, that was a fun one. Okay, that does make more sense. I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So. That was the second. That was the second half of Beast Breaker. You had the first half, and then you had to come back a month later and do the second half. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I, was, so how, I didn't even know about obstacle course races in 2016. So, like, you were doing them way before I even knew they existed. When did you start doing them? In 17. I mean, my first one was in 16. I did Tough Mudder, and then I did, and then I did the Spartan Beast in 16. But before that, before the beginning of the year of 16, I didn't even have any idea that, it, that anything like that existed. Yeah, see, like I told people, I did my 15 was my first year, and I did the trifecta. And this is where I always confused people, because I did the Beast in Montana in May, which was my first Spartan ever, because like I said, I don't do research. <laughs> so I did, yeah, I started with the Montana Beast, and not only the Montana Beast, the 2015 Founders Montana Beast. So I heard that one that was hard. Yeah, so I got that one, and then I had two free races because I volunteered. And my wife volunteered, so I'm like, well, I'll do, uh, um, I'll do Portland, or watch, at that time it was the Northwest Spartan Race or whatever, but watch Google. So I did that sprint, and then I did the Super in Seattle in October. Yeah. Wow. Which everyone's always like, Josh Kilmer's a, a beast. I'm like, not in 215. In 15, it was a super in, in October. 
So that's how I got my first trifecta. Wow. What are you doing, Kim? Is that you? What am I doing? Yeah, Who's moving around? Not me. I'm sitting uh, yeah, like I was walking around. I was getting more coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Nice. So, so what got you into this? What what made you suddenly decide to? Because you said you did a tough mutter in sixteen, and then all of a sudden you're you're doing spar What what got you to decide to do this? Me? Yeah. Well, um, it's fifteen. I decided I wasn't going to be fat anymore, so um, I went on, and it was just kind of work. I'd been doing dance. I'd been doing dance, um, Zumba and classes and stuff, and then they offered up, um, somebody decided they were going to do Beachbody, and I joined in, lost a bunch of weight, and then um, had to lose the rest of the weight in 15 and got a fitness coach, and he'd done some before, and once I got down to my goal weight, I decided, well, now I need to do something, and somebody called me an athlete, and I figured if I was an athlete, then I'd do something that athletes do, so that's how I got yeah. started. With a, with a, um, and I did a Survivor Dash and I did a triathlon that year and then I was just hooked. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was love at first obstacle. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah. So and then you just kind of loved it and kept doing it. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I really, really loved it. I mean, I, I still like it. I mean, some of the Spartan obstacles are really tough because they're really upper body oriented and they're really oriented yeah. for people who are quite a bit taller than I am. So I don't love some of their obstacles so much, but I, I love being out there on the course for long periods of time. So I really like that. Yeah, see, that's my thing is I'm, they're, they're, they're built for, you know, people with the upper body. I've got the upper body strength for them, but I don't have the height for some of them. So yeah. a couple of them, like, there's been times where, like, the uh, monkey bars, I have to jump to get the top one. So yeah, so it kind of goes and I, Well, and then your arm, my arm, my wingspan isn't long enough to make it. So unless you can really swing, you're in trouble. So I end up doing burpees, but I can do burpees nowadays. You got to do, like, some of those. I've seen some of the, the – and I was trying to remember who it was. It was one of the shorter females who did, like, these weird, like, both-handed, like, jumps almost from bar Oh, bar. my goodness. Yeah, I don't think have my shoulders could handle that. I have seen people she, do that, but. Yeah, and I saw one of the, it was the smaller females because she didn't have the wingspan to do it. So all of a sudden she's just like, like a flying monkey, like, vroom, 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 from one to one. I'm like, how in the. <laughs> There's no way. Well, she, yeah, I think I'd probably have to lose another 20 pounds. There wouldn't be anything to left, but. Oh. Bad. Oh, you mean like was, um like CrossFit style pull-ups where she's just kipping and she's like using her, her, her hip weight. She's kind of thrusting her body to jump to the next yeah. ring and the next ring yeah. and the next yeah. ring all the way. Ah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's I rough. Can't remember, I can't remember who it is, but it's one of the, it's one of the elites that I saw do it. Like the wow. elite women, and she was a shorter one, and I think that's what it was. It's because she doesn't have the the wingspan to go Alice, from one to the other. Was it Alice and Ty? Because she's really it short. It might have been. Like, 
she's like five one or five two and maybe weighs one hundred and ten pounds on a good day. Yeah, it was that it was crazy. Her. I'm like, how could you? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I guess that's yeah, I like a trapeze one... or an uneven, uneven bars kind of a idea of doing it. Yeah, yeah, I could see how it could I work. I saw one where this woman was going over the rings, and instead of using her hands, she was putting her whole forearm all the way up to her elbow through the rings and just using her bicep strength to keep her locked in there and going from ring to ring that way. And I saw that on YouTube, and I'm, it just clicked in my head, like, you can do that? Like, <laughs> it never occurred to me that instead of using your, your hand strength, you could use your bicep strength to get across the bars, the, the rings. There's many wow. ways of getting to, across obstacles like that. I've seen people do that just to like relax, kind of relax that grip strength. Mainly, I've seen that though on like uh, like American Ninja Warrior, where you see them when they're on one of those, and all of a sudden you'll see one of them like get their arm through, and it's like, oh, I never thought of that. But it, like that way, you're not using all the, your grip strength. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were the. On the, um, what was it, the Super last year, it was really, the bars were really wet, and oh, yeah. people were trying to trying to do the monkey bars with their with their arms crooked around it instead of trying to cross with just their hands. It worked for a few people, but you really had to be strong to do it that way. I said you have to be really strong and have, like, really long arm reach. For me, <laughs> yeah. It's a long reach for me to reach the next one a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so so we kind of got Renee's story on how she got into this. How, how did you get into this, Sam? How, what got you into obstacle course racing? Uh, it's actually remarkably similar to Renee's. Uh, I was... 250 pounds, and I was like, you know what, I want to lose weight, and I want to do something that's really challenging, something that's, that none of my friends do, none of my coworkers do, and it kind of morphed into less of a weight loss journey, more of a I want to challenge myself journey. Uh, I lost weight, and then I gained it back, but, I mean, um, it's not about the weight anymore. It's about the challenge and, you know, primarily proving it to myself that I can that I can do it, you know. Um, I started yeah. in, oh, I guess actually, I haven't been doing it for five years. It feels like five years, but I've been doing it for three years. I started in the very end of 2014 with my first sprint, and I did that one alone. Now, that one definitely kicked my butt. That was the hardest one I had ever done for, what, yeah. four and a half miles? It took me, like, five hours to do. And then <laughs> I, did a couple, I did a couple sprints with teams. And then I think I did the Warrior Dash, um, and I did a couple very, very small-time local, like 5Ks and, and uh, obstacle courses. And then I got back into Spartan, and I did the, the Mudpocalypse Super that was this last April. And I think I cut down my time. I cut my time down to, like, almost four hours even. And then this past beat, I cut it down to, like, four hours and... 30 minutes, but I had primarily been last year trying to focus on running. Like I tried to do the thousand miles in a year, you know, Yeah. Uh, didn't get to it, but it definitely helped uh, tighten up one corner of my training. Um, 
but you know it was it was primarily about proving it to myself. It's not about weight loss. It's not about you know uh, getting out there and exercising. It's about the the challenge. Yeah. You know? And that's for me. That was one of the big things. A lot of it was deciding that it wasn't about the weight loss. It was more about the challenge. I do need to lose the weight and get healthy. But when you focus on weight so much, it's, it's really easy to get down on yourself. Because you go there, yeah, you go there, you really scale, and it's like, I did all this work, and I lost a half a pound. Why am I doing this? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But it's and that's when I was doing, I said, when I was doing my weight loss, it was, it was more about size and how I felt. Like, all of a sudden, I'd be like, I lost half a pound, but now my pants won't stay up without a belt. So, obviously, I'm doing something right. Well, yeah, that's because mutton muscle takes up less space than fat does. So, that's what happens yeah. there. And I focus yeah. on the reason why I keep doing I mean, I use it for weight loss. I know when my body gets a little heavier because then things start to hurt. So, and I can't, yeah. I can't function as well out on the on the course, so it keeps me honest and keeps me trying to stay at the same weight because it's very, very important for me to function properly to be within a certain weight range. Yeah, and we start to notice that, and don't, don't be mad at me for saying this, as we get older, because, you know, I'm that way. I'm at that point where I know I have problems, like my foot, my knees, everything else, because I have way too much. And I know if I lost the weight, my knees would be a hundred times better and everything else. So it's like, yeah, once you get, your body doesn't yeah. bounce back as quickly as it did in our 20s. So. No. <laughs> no, I actually, after I do these larger, like I, when I did the Spartan, um, the 24-hour in Auckland, it took me probably two weeks, two and a half weeks to fully recover. And my body just wanted food left, right, and center. So, yeah, it, as you get older, it takes longer to, to recover. That's so what happens when you get in your 30s, Renee. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was in my 30s. That's <laughs> 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 very kind of you, but, um, but it's. You know, it's kind of fun to be one of these people, uh, a person who can finish these events and finish it in a decent time that's competitive with other people and and be one of the rare. I'm lucky. I have one of the bodies that held up, and, I, and I'm an older athlete, and I can, can go out there and compete with these younger people, and that's, that's sort of fun. Yeah, see, that's my body help would hold up if I wasn't so big. So, and that's my problem right now is just dropping some of the weight, not just, you know, and it, it's not a, a vanity thing anymore. It's a health thing, you know, just yeah. trying to, you know, when you're this size and trying to do things, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. But, of course, well, I, I don't know when to stop, so I just kind of keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you, that took me a long time to get there. I mean, I spent a long time being overweight, so uh, I don't know what, what snapped, but something did, and, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing, as you get older, you start realizing you need to change things. I mean, for me, I'm a little over a year and a half without cigarettes, which 
Congratulations. Congratulations, man. I smoked for over that, 20 years. So. That is oh, a, wow. That is yeah, that's impressive, Really man. hard addiction to make that out of, so congratulations. Oh. Yeah, because I started yeah. smoking when I was 14, so. And I smoked wow. up until, yeah, a year and a half ago. So, And that's kind of my thing is, you know, okay, it's like, okay, I quit the smoking. This losing weight should be a lot easier, but it's not. Smoking was easy. I mean, quitting smoking was easy compared to losing weight. <laughs> not because you could not because you can quit doing something entirely. You can't quit eating. Yeah. yeah I tried. I feel it like that's gonna be a very common out. thing. I feel like that's gonna be a common theme with most of the people, especially in obstacle course racing, it's gonna be like you get into it, it's gonna be a tough thing you're gonna do and that's gonna help you lose weight. And it's going to be, it's going yeah. be a very common theme between most people to do that. But then they realize it's not necessarily about losing the weight. Yes, it's about losing weight to get yourself healthy. But a bigger emerging factor in it is, you know, proving it to yourself and being like, I can do this. This is making me stronger, you know, mentally yeah. and physically. And that is yeah. so true. And you hear that all the time from people. It's like they get into it for the exercise of it, and then they realize, it's more about the mental of making yourself stronger, you know. Uh-huh. And you get into the people like me who, I think one of the things, like I said before, I don't like endurance races because I or endurance. I, I don't mean I don't like them. I just don't do them that often because I feel like every race is an endurance event to me. So I'm a bigger guy. It takes me a while. <laughs> I mean, Montana in 16 was 13 and a half hours. Wow. We were, we were the final group to finish, and I still remember to this day Steve Hammond catching up to us and Stevie turning and looking at him going, you can do whatever you want, but you're not taking us off this mountain. We're finishing this race. And Steve looks at him and goes, <laughs> he's like, good attitude. Everyone behind you quit. Let's go. And we're like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, everyone behind us that was behind us had quit. They're like, we're done. And we're like, no, we're doing this. And he's like, good attitude, let's go. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. But I mean, it was we finished. And that's what I love about Spartan is that attitude of, this sucks, but I'm just gonna keep going because, well, what else am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. started this thing, I've got to finish. I mean, I can't stop now. So yeah, yeah. The old uh, military monkier of uh, embrace the suck. Yep. It may suck yeah, now, but it makes you stronger later. Yeah. Yeah, that's our. Uh, that's pretty much our motto. Besides, you know, how deep it's pretty much embrace the suck. That's that's like the the beat's motto. Just <laughs> go. Embrace the suck. So perfect. So do you guys have anything else in, in closing? I mean, we're getting kind of close to the hour mark, and just it's been amazing talking to both of you. But, Renee, you got anything you want to say to listeners in closing? Yeah, come out and play with us sometime. It's lots of fun, and we'll be in, and, and we, we don't leave anybody behind, and we're always very, very, we're always very encouraging, and it, it's just super fun to do these events. Come out, join us, play. Pick a smaller one, and then, and then, Try one of the longer ones. You'll have a great time. Right on. Tim, you got anything you want to say to everyone? Uh, I, I agree with Renee. It's going to be it's going to be really, really fun. It's still going to be challenging, but probably not the supper fest that you think it is, like Spartan, like Spartan and Tough Mudder 
Um, but it's, you're still going to be able to prove to yourself that you can do it, but don't, don't make up an excuse at the end and be like, oh, you know, I got to work one more in a row, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Just come out and do it. You will thank yourself later. Perfect. Well, I look forward to seeing you both and eventually meeting you, Tim, and seeing you again, Renee. Now, I, you're going to be a you ghost, right? Fun. Yes, I am. I'm not going to be participating per se, but I will be there. You're going to be our uh, our DJ, our MC, correct? Something like that. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I'll be there. It's going to be, you guys all may right, not well, like me by the end of the, morning, meet you the end of the event. <laughs> all right, perfect. It's going to be fun. It's going to be. So uh, I get to play with you guys this time. So, yeah. Cool. Um, you think Adam's brain's Thanks. messed up? Wait till you see mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so perfect. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys again, and uh, yeah, see you later. Okay, bye. All right, see you later. Matt. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.